When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Hello and welcome to another edition of Off The Bench NRL. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews are in the studio today. Hello, Satsy. How are you going? We should have opened up the show with some Roy and HG or... Uh, old school rabs back in the 80s or 90s because the retro round, Fox yep. lead, I, I love this. It's one of my favourite, I think one of my favourite weeks of the NRL season, Jace and listeners, because I get to sit there and watch every old game that yeah. they put on Fox League. Today there was a 1993 Gold Coast Seagulls versus the Bulldogs at the old Seagulls Stadium with the big Seagulls leagues club in the background and Wally Lewis was the coach in 93 and I just saw some vision of him on the two way <laughs> and he's talking down to the sideline and he's out on the roof of the grandstand <laughs> not in the coach's box he's on the roof of the grandstand and I remember back at the Seagulls those days he actually employed a young IT tech to tap into the two way of the opposition coach Get so out. he could no yeah, way. the opposition coach would be saying okay we're going to replace <laughs> You know, Scott Sattler with, you know, Peter Gill or whatever. Yeah. He'd hear it before it'd go, or whatever side of the field they're going to try and attack. He'd hear the instructions. He'd send it down to the sideline. Yeah, it, outstanding. It did, didn't help him as a coach, though, did it really? It, it did. Success. I think we only won one game that year. Do you think we beat the, Newcastle? <laughs> do, you, do you think the other teams cottoned on to that and just made stuff up? Yeah. It was probably a baby monitor. That's what it was, Sats. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to do this here. Uh, and Wall's writing it down. Trying to get on top. We've got this, guys. We've got it. Yeah. They're just doing it on purpose. <laughs> oh, look, magic ma- – not magic round. Um, retro round is, is is amazing. And some of the stuff I've, stuff I've seen through the week, which has been a big highlight for me, well, obviously the big jerseys, uh, muddy grounds. With, with collars. With collars. Muddy, yes. gr- muddy grounds. Yeah. Actually, the Broncos had a collar really on see there. A muddy, you don't really see a muddy ground anymore, do you? No, you don't because mm. the players won't play in it. And the curators are too good. Yeah, that's that's. It's There's not, no such thing as a curator back then. No, nah. well, mm. there was. Remember earlier this year when it was bucketing down in Sydney, and Leichhardt they played a Friday night game at Leichhardt Oval, you know, and they'd slide yeah. at about the ten meter line and they end up in the <laughs> fence. Now that's rugby league. Exactly. We don't, we don't see enough players sliding into a fence anymore. And what about when the kids were sitting around the 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 oval at Lickham Oval? Nineteen sixty. 1965 grand final, great images of South versus St. George Dragons. And there's, I think there's recorded 78,000 people and they could only fit 50 into the, into the, uh, the stadium. Yeah. And all the people, yeah, sitting on the insides of the fence. And as soon as a full-time hooter goes, before the full-time hooter even <laughs> goes, on. there's 14 kids in the back line. Yeah. 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 I, my, one of my favourite things is when Greg Hartley, uh, Hollywood, wasn't it? Was his yeah. nickname was was refereeing. This lady didn't like his decision, so she comes out and starts giving it to him. And he just Jeff puts Gerard. his hand. Jeff Gerard, the Parramatta front row, actually has to guide her off the field. <laughs> I, 
See, I reckon that's something. 0457 736 736 is our text number. That is something that should come back from the old days. If you don't like someone's decision, uh, maybe it's state of origin, the sin binning, the the unfair sin binning of Matt Burton in that mm. state of origin Thursday, you should be allowed to run out on the field and question the referee. Only one person in the crowd can do it per yep. half. It's like exactly. it's a spectator's challenge. Yes. <laughs> that's, I love it. That's what we should I have. I love it. Let's Spectator bring that challenge. Back. Oh, mate. What else have I – I mean, I love this. I talked about the mud. Uh, the sand, no kicking sand. tees. That's the most obvious one. I haven't Every s- player wore black boots. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't seen any bright orange or if you wore fluorescent pink boots. or bright orange boots back in the 1970s or 80s, honestly, you wouldn't make the first six minutes of the game. Well, you were, you're obviously going be, to a village you'd people. You'd be choking on one of those boots. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, mm. Scott. You can't yep. say that. Uh, what else did I love about um, – oh, what about Wednesday night rugby league, Panasonic Cup, Amco Cup, all that Mid-week sort of – Cup. How was good great. was it? And everyone else, like the country, would be involved and gave great exposure to uh, to areas that don't get the ex- the exposure usually. Um, yeah, it's outstanding. I used to love all the ads. Remember the Tui's ads? And yeah. Of course, the Tina Turner ones was everyone's favourite. I'd love I'd love a midweek comp to come back. In a, and I don't know, Sats. Maybe that's for reserve grade. I, I don't know. I don't know. You, or the or we could use it for the New South Wales and and QRL cups. I, mm-hmm. I, I just love to see midweek rugby league in regional centres. I reckon, I reckon it's a great idea, and I think we don't service the bush enough in our great game because that's where it's its strongest, right? It is, I and mean, it's where we get a lot of our talent in the NRL. Mm. And we take them out of their towns and we put them in Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane towns or wherever it may be, and. Um, and unfortunately, the Bush lose really good players at a really young age. I reckon um, we've got to get to some news here from the week in NRL. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Uh, Tim Sheens joined uh, you and Badge on Sports Day during the week. And boy, you guys had a, an outstanding chat with uh, Sheens in. Uh, as, a, um, as a fan of the show, uh, I just, you know, and, and part of the show, but I just... I listened to that chat and you sounded like three blokes just sitting around talking about rugby league and what Sheensy has planned for the West Tigers sets. It was enjoyable. And I've seen a lot of messages come through to us on Sports Day, which says, you know what? I wasn't on board with Sheensy, but now mm. after hearing that chat and how he's explained it, I'm all for it. He's like it as a coach. He makes you believe. As an individual, he makes you believe that you should be there. If even as an older player. And I was... I got coached by Sheensy when I was 32 years of age. It was my last year. I was meant to be at the Tigers for two years. And and I've got to say, I learned more in 12 months than I did in the previous 12 years. Uh, he's an amazing man, amazing coach. I think he's been the greatest brain in rugby league across all formats, whether it's operations, recruitment, coaching. you just got to look at the players that he's coached over the years that have ended up becoming top NRL or New South Wales or Queensland or Australian coaches. He's produced some great coaches over the years as well, Tim Sheens. He's a, he's an extraordinary man. And when we interviewed him the other night, what I found is that I think he forgot he was being interviewed. I think mm. it was just like, oh, I'm mm. just talking to two guys that I know. And, of course, our good mate Badge has won premierships under him and has got a lot closer relationship than what I have. But, you know, he just – he loves talking rugby league. I remember we were in a preseason – we're playing a preseason game in Foster – 
in 2004. We were playing against Widness from the UK. And I followed Tim Sheens' coaching career at Canberra. And, and I was always wanting to ask him a series of questions about his coaching because I'm a you know, rugby league nerd. So I remember I was standing in the, in the pool in the shallow end is the day before the game, and I asked him a question about the Canberra Raiders. In one year, in 1993, whenever they got a penalty, they'd hold this big board up from the sideline. That's what, that's what move they would use, very like American-like. And he's always trying and testing different parts of the game. And, and so I asked him about that question. I said, what, what, was, what was that innate of, Tim? Two hours and 15 minutes later, with my, <laughs> I couldn't feel my feet. My fingers were all crinkled. <laughs> We just sat there and spoke rugby league. He's an, an extraordinary man. And, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the discussion, if, the chat, if you didn't catch it during the week. Benji, uh, as we all know, or if you've been away or under a rock, it will be the coach in two years' time. So he will do his apprenticeship under Sheens, which, again, going by what you and Badge say, there wouldn't be a better teacher than Timmy Sheens. Uh, but, sadly, he's had to resign from his role at Fox and also Triple M. Personally, I'm going to miss that Monday night show of his. What's it called? Benji. Listen, it started slow. I know what you're talking about with the music in the background. I know where you're getting here. You're being very facetious. A who? I am not. I love but the – what about the fake graffiti? I actually don't mind the show because the players relax around him. Uh, but I've got to say, I really enjoy Benji when he's on the, uh, when he's on the panel um, before and after games. He's got a really good insight into the game. And as we asked him, Sheens, we asked him, why Benji? Why do you feel he's confident to take on a, a crucial role like this? And I've got to concur with him. I've only spent a year with Benji, but I've known him for quite a while. He's one of the most intelligent young men you'll meet when it comes to yeah. the sporting landscape. So um, I think he'll go really well. And I think he's moving forward. He's taking a pay cut. Well, I think moving forward, and that's risky as well. You know, mm. I love the risk that he's taking. Mm. I think moving forward... This will be the model that we'll see at a lot of clubs. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you about, and, and we'll play parts of that Tim Sheen interview a little later on in Off the Bench, but I was going to ask you that. Is this something we're going to see more of? We're seeing Bennett did it with Jason Demetrio. Well, we're not sure about these all these assistant coaches that everyone says, oh, they're the next cab off the rank. But, well, the but, best way to prove if they're the best cab off the rank is you bring them into your club, make them a co-coach for the first yep. 12 months to two years. Then you'll know whether whether they're the right person for the job. Yeah, well, Wayne's going to do it at Redcliffe. He's got, yep. uh, well, the Dolphins, I should say, because they don't have an address. But mm-hmm. he's got Dean Young. Yep. Uh, and who else has he got there as an assistant? Well, he's got Christian Wolf, who's going yeah, to take Christian over Wolf, as, yeah. as the head coach in 2025. So there you have, I mean, he's got, he's got some... Has Dean Young committed? I, I thought Dean Young was he, I going know to... That he's, I know that he's in... Um, well, he may... Deep discussion. Well, there's talk. There's talk of yeah, Dean Young going there. Um, yeah, I mean... It's it's a big decision, but I think it's a I think it's the way forward with a lot of clubs if they can if they have the luxury of having an experienced coach to to mentor another you know, coach along the way. You know who I'm waiting to to do this officially, um, mm. Craig Bellamy. I, I thought mm. this is perfect for for the Storm right now. What's the plan for him moving forward? Because uh, didn't he sign a new five year deal, but he's not going to coach the entire time. He'll coach until the end of 2023. Then he'll make another decision. Um, I think, you know, I think the most obvious one is that does Billy do that? Does Billy come in under him for a 12 months tutelage or does does Billy just stay at origin level for five years while he builds his other very big business up away from rugby league? 
And is that just the space that he stays in? If I was Billy, I'd stay in that space for quite a while, that origin space. Um, but who knows? I, th- I think Melbourne is the, the perfect scenario to do what Bennett's doing at the Dolphins and what, what is happening at the Tigers. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, uh, obviously the game on Thursday night, the Broncos versus uh, the Eels. Great win to the Broncos. And Big win. It, and it was great. It was a, they, they were outstanding. Um, Alfie came out during the week mm-hmm. and said that Reynolds is the Broncos' greatest ever signing. At what? His performance last night, Oprah, was, was outstanding. Yeah, well, when you've got a player that's experienced as him and you've got like another coach on the on the field, it makes it easier for Kevin Walters. And he's but alluded is to there, that on is a number is of there occasions. Bigger? Is there bigger? Um, is it too early? I mean, well, he's been won, out. He's been yeah, out half the comp season. Yet. He's been out. They don't want a comp season. yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've got to win a comp while Reynolds is there to for him to be the best signing. And even after he leaves, you'd like to think some of the legacy that he's leaving behind will will continue to flourish through the playing group. So, yeah, the best signing. I don't know. Darren Smith was a great signing. They they won comps with Darren Smith being there. Glenn Lazarus. Was there from came from the Raiders and they won two comps there as well, three comps '97 and he wasn't there in '98. He was at the Melbourne Storm, so you know they've got to win a comp first to be mm. able to have that conversation. Uh, the bunker apparently is under scrutiny again after the Broncos. Yeah. I didn't see a lot in, I didn't see a lot of controversy in this game last night. I, I mean, yeah, there was, was a horrible call, horrible call. Which by one? The bunker. Uh, Adam Reynolds, the backline movement from, and they had all the momentum. Parramatta, they were coming back and they went from right to left, a big backline movement going out towards, they're trying to get to Katoni Staggs who doesn't make great defensive decisions. And mm-hmm. as they threw a decoy runner through, Adam Reynolds was on the outside of the decoy runner. He shuffled to his left and put himself right in front of the decoy runner as if he's going to tackle him. Right. And then just threw himself on the ground. So it was one of those ones where if I make enough of a, a, sh- a scene about it where I'm getting thrown on the ground, the bunker's going to look at it, and they overrode, overrun the, uh, overrode the call of try to the Parramatta Eels. I thought it really broke all their momentum. Who knows where they would have had enough to, to come back from what they were at half time? But, but where's the controversy the in to... it if that's the rule? Oh, it, was the wrong, it was the wrong interpretation. Right. You've got to be the, – the decoy runner has got to be coming – to the outside shoulder, trying to get too technical here, but if you can imagine yourself standing there mm-hmm. and you're watching the ball go across in front of you from, from right to left, and all of a sudden a decoy runner runs at you and blocks you from continuing to move out and defend. On this occasion, Adam Reynolds moved from the outside and kept moving back towards the defender. So the way that they've liked to interpretate, interpret this rule, I, th- I thought they got it wrong. Mm, okay. I thought it broke their momentum. All right, more on that game uh, real soon here on Off the Bench with Sats and Jace. It's that time for an Off the Bench Friday Night Preview. It certainly is. Hey, listen, just before we get into the uh, Friday Night Preview here on Off the Bench, Sats, I just want to – I'm getting really angry with a certain fast uh, food chain. Um, mm-hmm. It's a chicken chain. Every day sending me text messages. Really, and I'm trying to eat well at the moment. I'm on a I'm on a health have, kick. Are, are they sending you messages because maybe you've Googled <laughs> fried chicken? No, it's because I've been there several times. Okay, in my shady oh, yeah. past. Yeah, and probably several times in a day. But <laughs> now somehow they just Jason, we miss you. Mm. 
Like it, it's it's a tailored message to me. It says my name, Scott. <laughs> Can you please stop sending me messages? It's a big chicken one. I'm not going to mention the name, but it's got this red chicken. <laughs> That's them. Friday night preview. How, how good's a tropical box? So good. Oh, who doesn't? Pineapple, deep fried pineapple. <laughs> who doesn't? Um, if people mm. say you're not getting enough fruit in your diet, that's what you do. Exactly. Go and get yourself, and then go to the Chinese joint and get mm-hmm. yourself a fried banana, right? Ice cream optional. Yep. Well, mind you, you need dairy for growing bones, don't True. you? So, True. So True. there you go. Mm. We're helping you out here. Geez, this is a shocking Friday night footy game. Roosters versus the Knights, McDonald Jones Stadium. I'd rather talk about the Red Chook for a bit longer than this game. This is <laughs> this is horrendous, Sats. Have they... Do you want a crap stat? Yeah, go The Knights have won just one of five games since their th- round 13 bye. Crap stat. Crap stat. Did they win yeah. the bye? Did they beat the bye? They beat the bye. Now the Roosters, they're just one win outside the eight. But, of course, they've had um, three more really serious injuries. Satili Tupanua, Billy Smith, gone for the season, knee injuries. They've had 11 knee reconstructions in the last five years, the Roosters. And uh, Siwa Taukayaho, he's out for another month with a facial fracture as well. So they're down on troops, the Roosters. And it's a good time for the Knights to try and try and get them. I, I don't think the Knights will play finals. Actually, I'm what do you mean? The Knights won't play what, finals. Well, they they're, they're sitting... They're sitting in 13th spot, 12 points. So they're a fair, fair bit off the pace. They've got to win about probably – well, they've got to win all of their remaining seven matches. Mate, they're, they're not a chance. I'm, I'm sorry mm. to all our listeners in Newcastle, but you're not, they're not a chance. If they win six of the next seven, they're, they're a possible chance, but it won't happen. It won't yeah. happen. Hey, um, I'm really happy for one of our colleagues' uh, nephews. Adam Kieran, Ooh. Michelle Bishop is our, our colleague, yes. and her nephew, uh, Adam Kieran. Good player, really uh, good back goal Back in kicker. the centres for the Roosters. He is a good yeah. player, isn't he? He is a really good goal kicker. Hits it beautifully. Hits it like a, a golf shot he does. Um, and Joey Manu, and anyone who watched the, the Roosters game last week, he got a cramp in his calf, and then all of a sudden he took off and made a break while he had the cramp. He was running stiff-legged. He's like Edward Scissorhands, and he <laughs> he put the ball on the on the uh, boot, and they end up scoring a try. Now there are, there are a lot of people out there that thought that he was faking the injury for everyone to relax so he could make a break, but no, he's actually missing a game, like you said, because of that uh, that injury. So, um, but there's still a strong side on paper. Matty Lodge comes into the starting side as well. Uh, so they've still got a, a really strong playing group, and Luke Keary, of course, is back and wearing jersey number six, which which many have thought that should have been the way it should have been at the start of the year. should have been yep. Sam Walker at seven and, and uh, Kira at six. Jared, were Hargraves back as well? Uh, are there any odds on him turning up at the judiciary on Monday night? <laughs> He's got his own parking there's, spot there. There's always a chance. He's unfairly targeted. He's my favourite front rower in oh, the Oh, and he's I so unfairly targeted, those poor roosters. He's an alpha male. That's what he is. He loves it. How can the Roosters claim when he's taking the head off a player allegedly that mm. he's unfairly targeted? Well, you got to def- you got to you got to defend your player under any circumstances, Jason. <laughs> and then he has to go to the judiciary, and all yep. of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is unfair. Play on, Jared. Play oh, on. Please. How do you see this game going tonight? I I shan't be watching for starters. Well, you got Tedesco at fullback. You got Tupo on one wing. Ugh. You got the two halves. Then you got, like you said, 
Warrior Hargroves and Lodge, Angus Crichton, Victor Radley. It's still a fair side. So I'm going to say the Roosters by 13+. plus. I'm, I'm disappointed too. Satili Tupanua is out because I use him for my anytime try scorer every game. Mm. Every game. Gamble responsibly, but he normally scores a try every single game and he's out. So, oh, so that sort of left me a bit nervous this week because that's my part of the multi with my mates. I go, <laughs> what do I do now? I pick Luttrell. <laughs> I'll put Johnston down for six tries or more, actually. Uh, anyway, uh, Roosters should win that one easily tonight against uh, the Knights. This is off the bench. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews uh, will be back in a sec to look at the Broncos versus Eels. This is off the bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is off the bench NRL. Now they're going to the left-hand side. They go to Brown again. This time he goes out the back. Oh. Lane, he's got a release, and he did. Mike Asubo unmarked. Of course he scores. It's Combank Stadium. He gets another one. Sutton points to the spot. They shredded them down that right-hand side so comfortably did the Parramatta Reels, and Sebo gets a try. Uh, goes to Ezra Mann, and he wants to run, and he throws it to Brinko Lee, where they had the extra number. That was played at. Now on. he's got to pick it up. Oh, he didn't pick it up. Oh, great. Coast 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 now. Second the kick, Corey over the Ostrich. He's, he's, one kick's dangerous. Two's impossible. And the third one means that Corey Oates slides in and gets the try. Comes to Carrigan. Carrigan had to stretch for that one. Then he flicked it out the back to Payne Ha. So Payne wants to go through the oh, middle. Oh, Did go man. through the middle. Got wow. the gunners and got rid Spuds of it. Spuds man. <laughs> so forget about the work rate. Forget about the hit-ups he's done and the tackles that he's made. That is an out-and-out explosive individual try. Now they go long to the right-hand side. Early kick. Oh, Reynolds has got to stay in the goal area. It does. A little master class by the little master. Adam Reynolds, the kick for Jordan Rickey, and the Broncos have scored their third. Who said 13 plus the Broncos? <laughs> How right you could be. 11 metres out. They come left-hand side, out the back. They've got the extra number. They just oh. needed to find the runner in space. That runner in space was Kurt Capewell. Oh, the little kiss for you and the baby in the arms. There's the try celebration. Nice. Goes to Barlow, gets the ball back, goes again. Quick hand, lovely work. Now they're going to score. Ooh, Lane very unselfishly tipped it on to Wonga Blake. You can hear the crowd. The Paramount faithful like it. Now there's a bit of nodding and saying, all right, all right, we're not done yet. And a Carrigan now out the back to Reynolds. There's an early kick. Vision. There's an early kick. Here's the, the Ostrich. Ostrich. Oh, the Ostrich. Oh, Ostrich got it down. So that pinpoint kicking that we saw Adam Reynolds do, you guys pointed it out, comes to play first minute of the second half and the Broncos get another try. Plays it now, Marnie, he wants to go out the back. They got the extra number and they get a Sebo. Stags came up with nothing, Pereira the same. They just had the extra number there, the Parramatta Reels. They score another try down their left-hand side. Mike Acevo gets it, his second. So maybe, just maybe, this left hand. So, oh, oh, ball came loose. Oh, Bruce Re- Carey. Reynolds. Reynolds. Kicks Reynolds. it into the end goal area. Oh. Dives on the ball, scores the try. Jerry Sutton will point to the spot. It's 36-14 over the Parramatta Eels. Who said 13 plus? 13 plus. There you have it. Broncos 36, the Eels 14. Thursday night footy. Jeez, the Broncos were good sats. They're outstanding. Outstanding, yeah. Adam Reynolds was great, but Adam Reynolds was great because Payne Haas was unstoppable. <laughs> and Tommy Flegler, absolutely outstanding. Uh, but I've got to say, Payne Haas, and I know you hear me wax lyrical about him, but 
he is. Oh, I think he's the best front row in the game. Oh, I easily, think, easily. I think. I think by the time he retires, we will be talking about him in pretty special circumstances. His his mobility for such a big man, his ability to swerve and he can pass, he can offload, he can do everything. The try that he scored last night was oh. just. How's the step? How's the step off the off the off the left? Oh, it's incredible! Like, and I just I think God, what could have happened in Origin at SunCorp in Game Three when you had Paulo and and also Payne Haas starting? Like, he was a big out for the Blues, and he was ready. He was ready to play. What did he have out? He was was he out for about three weeks or something like that? And he he, a shoulder injury, yeah, yeah, and he looked like. He didn't miss a beat. It's mm. like it's like the time out of the game has freshened him up, Sats. He's a, he's a special human. He's a special athlete. I remember watching him as a 16-year-old and thinking, oh, he's probably going to get too big for the game. And then you just saw how his athletic ability, the attributes that, he has, that he's got, a lot of front rowers don't have it. Pat Carrigan, outstanding. And I didn't yeah. know. I picked up in commentary last night on Channel 9 that – That he's got a man bun. Or... Yeah, I picked that up. But that okay. he, he's, never, he's never scored a try in the NRL. No. Never scored a try. Amazing. Yeah. He's created plenty. But this is his breakout year. Yeah. Even without the Wally Lewis medal, he is having a phenomenal year. And many are touting him as a potential Queensland Origins captain in the future. Yep, yeah, I, I could mm. see that. Uh, he certainly recovered from celebrating with that gender reveal party. Mm. Uh, with, with That's Boyd. probably not one of the finest moments no. of his short football career, the Darius Boyd gender reveal. Uh, everyone makes mistakes. Kurt yep. Catewell... Outstanding. I mean, everyone talks about the Adam Reynolds signature from South to the Broncos, but let's not forget Kurt Capewell from the Panthers, a premiership player, and what he's doing on the edge there for for the Broncos. Outstanding again last Thorough night. Professionally, is apparently the way that he re- prepares for the game. Oh, I've got to say, the one that the one that I I'm so glad that he's found his way into first grade and, and is showing that he is not. He's not intimidated at all, as young Ezra Mam. How good was he? Tremendous young player. Reminds me of a real Anthony Milford when Milford was 18, 19, 20 years of age. Um, mm. But let's on the flip side of Parramatta. Parramatta, I've always given them every opportunity to, if they make the top four, I think they win the comp, they're done. Yep, I agree. They are just, they are just a mentally weak side. And they've got the Penrith Panthers this week. Now, that'll go two ways. Penrith Panthers will either lap them or it's the game that Parramatta need to kick them in the ass and get going again for the back half of the season. I hope it's the latter because they were phenomenal in the in the final series last year, Parramatta. Got beaten, but they were really tough mm. in both their games, both their finals. So uh, I'm you know, just I've always questioned their just their emotional stability, their emotional strength to be able to go three, four, five, six weeks in a row where they just wipe teams off the field. I think um I think, well, Parramatta are the only team to beat the Panthers this year. be interesting to yes. see if they can repeat that next week. Uh, one more shout-out to mate. Corey Oates, his defence last night was outstanding. Kept Isn't he having a season? In, didn't he? Yeah. Scored two tries, kept yeah. shutting down any opportunity that Parramatta had. Yeah, he's, yeah it's just, that was all experience last night. Yeah. It was all experience. And, and that, mate, that, that's, and you're right. You talked about the discipline and the professionalism that Kurt Capewell and, and – Obviously, Reynolds have brought the club. That's what they needed to help help the coaches' message. They mm. look good, the Bronx. They look very good. They're in the top four at the moment. That's our Thursday night's review here on Off the Bench with Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews. Stick around because when we come back, very special chat with Badge and Sats and Timmy Sheen's next. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. 
Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Yeah, welcome back to it. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. During the week, Badge and Sat sat down with Tim Sheens and, and wanted to find out from him what is going on at the West Tigers with him being the head coach. You've known Benji since he was 17, Tim, and why him as an assistant and then a head coach? What attributes have you seen in, in him as a teenager to now that, that he could handle such a crucial role? Look, I, he, he's extremely intelligent as far as the game is concerned. Um, he's got the right temperament, in my opinion. Uh, he's certainly got the energy for it. Um, but in real terms, he knows the game. And I think, that, you know, in all the coaches that have sort of, you know, uh, been under me as such, you know, all of them were intelligent to the game. You know, you, you know, I think you need to have that. Then you've got to have the temperament. And that'll be the question mark, the temperament, I suppose, because we never know how everyone handles all the issues that comes that come with first-grade coaching. But he's got two years to learn that. Do you think I'm going to be pushing him forward? Yes, I am. He's going to be involved in everything in every department, in everything that he needs to be. So it will be a fairly um, intense apprenticeship. Um, he just won the apprentice, so I suppose he's all right <laughs> at doing those things. Um, but no, he's, he's keen to get involved in everything. Uh, I'll be setting it up for, you know, the kids that we've got are, are probably three years away. So he'll be there at that time. And, uh, and I need to introduce him to all of that as well. So... You know, I've had a good look at those kids this year. We've signed uh, all the kids pretty much that we want to sign out of our system, and we've got a, a really good system again next year. So, you know, he's keen. He's come from a sort of a junior system through through us, even though it was Kibra High. They were our school, and uh, he played enough games at this club to be considered a junior, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, both he and Robbie... Um, you know, I raise them in many ways, you know, from 19 to, well, as you say, Benji was 17 to, to the late 20s. So they, they know me and I know them. And they, they, the game that we played had a lot to do with, okay, some of my ideas, but certainly their abilities and their skills. So we, um, we'll turn, we're the worst side in the league for, for scoring points and tries. And that's my first aim is to turn that round. Well, you did that with the, 2005 team and you have developed so many former players into great coaches I think the most in the history of the game and, and Benji is another one of those as long as well as Robbie now are you confident that Benji will look at you as someone that he could challenge Sheensy or will he still have that I suppose that father figure mentality when he looks at you as, a, as an assistant coach Sads, Sads please <laughs> He's, uh... I'll have trouble controlling both of them in real terms. <laughs> uh, they'll challenge, don't worry. They challenged me when they were 18, let alone in different yep. ways, I suppose. But certainly um, both boys were the sort of boys, and, and you guys are the same, honestly, uh, is if I said something now and then said something different in three months, they'd pick me up on it. And I'm sure you two would have done the same thing. Now, people are, people are really smart in the game. I'm giving both you two a rap here too, boys. So uh, I like that. You know, they remember things and they need to be challenged and they need to be, you know, um, they're, they're unhappy if they're not learning something. Um, and that's what I think most of the guys that have really make successful coaches, or if you don't go the coaching way, you go the media way, you've got to have an intelligence to the game. If you survive the media or the coaching game, you know, you know the game and you've got some sort of personality to go with it. And that's what these guys have got. 
a really good succession plan for the for the fans as well to have some vision moving forward. Now, the yeah. salary cap, Sheenzy, I know you've got a lot of good, really good young players that are coming through over the next three years and some of those junior reps. How is the salary cap positioned now that you don't have to pay basically a large portion of your salary cap to other players at other clubs? That's a good point, Sats. Um, we, it will get better over the next 12 months also. We've got a lot of salary cap room as these kids mature. Um, and, and we've identified probably um, 24, into 24, which is the end of my, my two years as coach anyway, um, as the time when my, uh, quite a number of these kids will mature. I mean, we're talking about 1920s and 1920 year olds, but our, our current 20 year olds and 19s will be 22 or 23. So it does, uh, we still have to cherry pick, you know, the veteran, the odd guy here and there that, that uh, we haven't developed. You, know, you, you don't always develop a champion in every position, even with, even with the best juniors, but we have got the makings of a very good spine in our kids, a very good spine, um, as good as I've seen. Uh, so if we can bring that through, that's the start because the brains and the spine is where you start your side. You know? um, we've got we've got the the as JR used to say, Badge, the stock cars. We've got some great young Fords um, mm. and some, but the Ferraris. Um, we've got we've got an element of that coming through too in two or three very key positions. Yeah, you nine. Well, after Appy, we've got a kid that will easily take us forward as well. Um, in the halves and the fullback, you know, you've got to have you've got to have the talent, the, the speed, the kicking game, the, and so on and so on. And and I believe we have, from what I've seen, uh, and I've, I'm a fair judge, I think, of kids as players. Um, of course, you know how they grow up and how they develop, and all the things that happen between now and when they're when they're ready for grade is is somewhat out of my control. Although we're putting a lot of money and effort into their development, a lot of money and effort into their development. And uh, I think um, if you're good enough, you're old enough, I think we'll see quite a few in our squad of uh, 18, 19-year-old uh, first graders. But in saying that, mate, you've got to make sure you um, you surround them with the experience that they need. How, how do you and, – and it sounds like the future's bright, Tim, but that doesn't always uh, happen – super quickly and fans and mm-hmm. uh, can be very impatient. Um, what's the message you give to Tigers sure. fans about the, the roster management and what they might be expecting, you know, after this mm. season? Well, exactly, exactly what we're saying now. See, Gary, it doesn't mean that it's three years before we get success. You build that success on the way, if you know what I mean. I mean, in 90, in 91, you know, we had our salary cap issue at Canberra, but in 90, we'd been in grand final in three grades prior to salary cap. Um, we lost all the reserve grade guys uh, you retired there was a whole heap of things happened and all of a sudden in 93 we're back to we're back to, with all those kids out of that 20s group you know Hetherington's and Mullins and Croker and Turner and all those kids ended up around the full, half a dozen uh, rep players we had next thing we should have won at 93 Ricky not broke his ankle and yep. in 94 we did so it is a two or three year program, but I could see those kids straight away, mate. You know, I mean, we lost so many good ones, including Lazarus and Gaffies and Barnills and all those sort of really strong next next you know next uh, group of players to come into our system. And we bought past them when they moved from the club. We bought in those young ones. So it is you've got to sell the message. Admittedly, 
Okay, you need to see some results. But at the end of the day, you know, if we put the right players around and we'll get we'll get some early results from those kids. Um, and of course, we've got to sell it these days. Public perception, particularly with social media, and that is huge. Uh, in the old days, you read the paper and it was fish and ship paper then, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, at the moment, everyone's honest about what are we doing, what are we not doing. Everyone's got an opinion and everyone can express that opinion. So, but um, you've just got to keep your head down on those things. I mean, you know, you're not going to get all good things. I was told Benji this, and he knows he's been bagged by different people, and so is Robbie. And yeah, you know, there's the ups and the downs, but. Um, but as a club, we're financially strong, and that was much better than I got here in 03. We, we didn't have the finances. We're moving into our new centre of excellence uh, in the next uh, couple of months. Um, we've got the money for football. That's the secret. We've got the money for football. That's why we're pouring it into our juniors as well. And we've got some of the best kids playing, and as many as any other club, our numbers are there. So, you know, we've, we've got to persevere with that. And in the meantime... Um, pick up the veteran. See, Sats, I remember Mickey Buton says to Salo, I saw him the other day, um, you guys came into the club as professionals and helped those kids. Your training ethic and all those things is very important, that leadership. And the younger blokes brought the enthusiasm mm. you know, for the Scandalises and Mark O'Neill's and all those guys. Um, and so it worked really well. And I think we can, we can mimic that to, uh, with uh, that type of system. And we're forced to because we're not a club that can afford to buy, you know, with a heap of third parties and everything like that, a, uh, you know, millions of dollars worth of players. We have to grow them. And uh, it's the longer way, but it is certainly a good way given, if you remember, Gary, the, the feeling of being a junior, technically, even you guys were juniors at that club, you were there so long, you know, how much loyalty, much more loyal you are to your club when you grow up inside that club. So, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that's what we're looking for. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Welcome back to it. The Tab Queensland Constellations Harness Carnival is here. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Uh, last night, uh, I learnt from Chris Nelson, Scott Sattler, what the mm. difference is between a trotter and a harnesser. A harness? Horse? Whatever. Harnesser. Yeah. And what, what is it, Scott? Do you, do you know? Because I like to keep learning through life. So the harness and the trots are the same thing? No, they're not. Incorrect. Oh, okay. Incorrect. Um, one of them lifts their leg up a little bit higher. So it's like comparing river dancing and ballet. That's what you're <laughs> doing wrong here, mate. They're completely different. And never call a trotter a harnesser. Oh, there you go. I learned something today. Isn't that right, Chris? Help me out here. One, one trots. One paces. That's right. Okay. And the trotters and the trotters lift their legs up. They have a, a different gait, as they call it. We're getting very technical now, guys. No, and okay. I'll put I'll put into simpleton turns so our listeners understand. Not that they need this, but oh. pacing is outside the pub waiting for your mates to arrive. Trotting is when it's someone else's shout and you want to run to the bar to pick your beer. Pacing is when you're walking around a shopping centre <laughs> and your missus is in a clothes shop. Oh. That's pacing. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's the word. That's hell. That, that's pacing in hell. Trottings, <laughs> trottings when you know you're, you're finished in there and you can get out to the car. You trot out to your car really quickly. Great analogy. There we go. A bit wet uh, around southeast Queensland, Nelso, but uh, we've got racing yeah. in Dooma. But let's let's not worry about that. Let's focus on uh, Mackay and Bundaberg Cups. 
Yeah, Mackay Cup uh, on Saturday, of course. A really good field there. Plenty of interest from down south. We've got a horses going up uh, from Toowoomba. Uh, one that I've been following for a long time called Sale, which I think will give the uh, the race a good shake. So a good day at uh, Mackay. That's a tab meeting, so no problems getting on there responsibly. Bundaberg is a non-tab meeting. Uh, so you'd need to be on track to have a bet at, uh, at Bundaberg. But a uh, big day there. Six races uh, on the... Uh, I think it's sand at Bundaberg, actually. So uh, any rain in that area won't uh, won't cause any problems. I think to the track, maybe the infrastructure, but the track itself will probably get uh, or race faster if it has uh, rain on it, as those sand tracks tend to do. You know, like when you're on the beach, running on the beach, Jase. Yes, that's right. exactly. Um, can you imagine the amount of Bundaberg <laughs> rum that will be consumed at the Bundy oh. Cup this weekend, boys? Mm. Shares will be going mm. through the roof. I had one of the biggest days ever at the Mackay Gold Cup in about I think two. 2014, 15, one of the biggest days I've ever experienced. Would you have a light beer, did you? I lost two days of my life. <laughs> but you did have be- one light wow. beer. Wow. Yeah. Drink responsibly. It was a shandy, wasn't it? Mm. The, lemon, <laughs> the lemonade set him off. Also. Mm-hmm. Hey, and a big night of harness racing Saturday night at Albion Park as well. Yeah, massive night. Uh, it's the big night, night of nights. The group ones, four of them. We have the Blacks of Fake, the Queensland Oaks, the Queensland Derby, and the Trotters Cup. And, of course, we know the difference now between Trotters and Pacers. So you'll be all over that one. A big night. And if you're in the area, I suggest you get out there and enjoy some top-class harness racing. All right, mate. Tab Queensland Constellations will see Australia's harness stars shine bright this winter in Queensland. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. And also have a wonderful weekend, mate. You too, guys. Chat next week. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? What's you? What you say there, Scotty Sattler? What are you? I feel like I'm a judge from the 1800s. What you say in Harlem? A judge from Harlem oh. in the 1800s. Oh, God. What? I don't want to leave that alone. Um, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the Gold Coast Titans versus Bulldogs games, and people will go, "What? What are you talking about?" I know what you're what? talking about. But Tavita Pengai Jr. He's pointing the finger as if to say. Tino, I don't like what you did to my teammate in Origin, Matt Burton. And guess what? Retribution is coming. And Tino says, bring it on, TPJ. Yes. Bring it on. So no, I can't wait. You know nothing will happen. It. Yeah, it will. No, it won't. It will. That's what we call a hook and tease in the biz, <laughs> Jase. I, I, said to, I said to Badge last night, what we should be having mm. is uh, Matt Burton and um, uh, Gagai should – have a boxing match, and you put Pango in one corner, and you mm. put old mate Tino in the other corner, and it's like a tag team. Yep, they should do that. That'd be great. Mm. Like people breaking chairs across people's backs. Yep. You're not yep. on board. I thought Dane Gag. I thought Matt Burton got saved by Dane from Dane Gagai, further inflicting further. <laughs> hey, I tell you, I'm looking forward to the Rabbitohs and the Storm Saturday night. I'm looking forward to that game. I want to see where the Rabbitohs. Isn't Latrell one of those players, uh, only for me, and I am a South Sydney fan, of course, but I just I just want to watch him play. Yeah, me too. And I love yeah. the fact everyone hates him. I love that. You know, other than South supporters? No, nah, I don't think you're right. Oh, I'll tell you, everyone I talk to don't like, but mind you, they're mainly Rooster supporters, aren't they? So. Exactly. Hey, listen, we're going to go. This has been Off the Bench. Hope you have a great weekend. Sports Day back Monday night from 6. Enjoy yourselves. Thanks, Satsy. See ya.